Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is The Daily DC. Wow. That was a debate. It took nine tries, but on the ninth debate of this cycle, uh, the candidates came to engage and engage they did for an entire two hours. It was an astoundingly different uh, tenor and tone than we've seen before uh, in this election. Everyone uh, took a bit of a beating, but my God, Mike Bloomberg uh, really Welcome to the arena. This is what it means to leave the television ad screen and get into the fray on the debate stage. He felt a lot of heat. Buttigieg and Klobuchar with some personal animosity. Uh, Bernie Sanders having yet again to defend the cost of his plans and the socialism uh, label. But there, uh, it was just uh, a debate full of uh, newsy highlights. That is why I am so thrilled to have the perfect guest to unpack last night's debate with me, CNN political analyst and chief Washington correspondent for Politico, Ryan Lizza. Welcome to our makeshift uh, fort of a podcast booth here <laughs> Good to in be Lou's hotel room. I wish people could see how you guys have turned this hotel room into a podcast booth. People will have to use your, their imagination, but it is, uh, it's lit, as the kids say. <laughs> as the kids say. Uh, the first thing I want you to hear is just this sort of out-of-the-gate string of attacks on Michael Bloomberg, yeah. brand new to the debate stage last night, and it just kicked into gear. Give a listen. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. He didn't get a whole lot done. He had to stop and frisk, throwing close to five million young black men up against the wall. We shouldn't have to choose between one candidate who wants to burn this party down and another candidate who wants to buy this party out. I actually welcomed Mayor Bloomberg to the stage. I thought that he shouldn't be hiding behind his TV ads. We are sick and tired of billionaires like Mr. Bloomberg seeing huge expansions of their wealth while a half a million people sleep out on the street tonight. You would think Michael Bloomberg was the front runner for the nomination. Man, you know, this this was like um, ninth debate. It's like a party that has been going on really late into the morning. And suddenly someone shows up and nobody wants him there. (laughs) (laughs) And and I I think Elizabeth Warren took it upon herself to be the chief bouncer at this party. And, you know, uh, fear and desperation are powerful motivations, and and these candidates, the five non-Bloomberg candidates on that stage, are really four. Put Bernie aside for a second. They realize this thing is slipping away, and that that Bernie Sanders is the front runner, not a not exactly a commanding front runner, but the front runner nonetheless. Um, favored to win here in Nevada. He wins here in Nevada. Um, No reason to think he can't win in South Carolina and go into Super Tuesday with uh, an amazing amount of uh, momentum and and put the race away. So everyone came last night realizing 
there's one shot to be the alternative to Bernie Sanders, who's in his own sort of place. And this guy, Bloomberg, after four hundred million dollars in ads is is blocking that position. And you got to um, you got to bring him down to earth. And as you said, time is of the essence. I mean, that's what I felt watching the debate last night. There was an urgency to the mission you're describing of taking him down now because he's been ascendant with that advertising campaign. Yes. But there was a sense that if you don't do it now, it can be impossible to do. Absolutely. And also good for them that they got him on the debate stage. You know, there were some there were some conspiracy theories out there about the on the left that oh, Tom Perez, he 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 changed the rules so Bloomberg could get on the debate stage. Well, if you're Elizabeth Warren, if you're Joe Biden, if you're Pete Buttigieg, if you're Amy Klobuchar, you wanted him there last night. You needed people to see the reality of Bloomberg, um, what he's like in person, not uh, through $400 million of ads by, you know, slick campaign consultants. And they got the confrontation they needed. Um, I want you to hear, I think, probably the most devastating exchange that he had last night. You mentioned Warren was the bouncer here. I mean, I thought she just came to execute a plan last night and did so near flawlessly. Near fla- I, it, was it, it was just for two hours. You just watched somebody unload preparation that they had done and with such a focus, you know, and by the way, she's probably getting more news coverage today than she's gotten the last several weeks. I mean, uh, so and the bazooka was on Bloomberg with with Warren, but there was a lot of like, you know, kind of brush fire against, uh, you know, the the rest of the folks on stage. We're going to get to some of that also. But I want you to hear this exchange about the non-disclosure agreements when she was pressing him about these women who signed non-disclosure agreements with him and with his company um, about. You know, we've seen some of the misogynistic and sexist language in the culture at Bloomberg that has been alleged against him. I know he says he hasn't said a lot of these things that have been presented to him, but that was Warren's whole point. It's like, well, just let these women speak. We need to know. Listen to the exchange. He has gotten some number of women, dozens, who knows, to sign non-disclosure agreements, both for sexual harassment and for gender discrimination in the workplace. So, Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story? None of them accuse me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like a joke I told. And let me just put, and let me put, there's a be, agreements between two parties that wanted to keep it quiet, and that's up to them. They signed those agreements, so, and we'll live with it. No, the question is, are I the women bound by being muzzled by you? And you could release them from that immediately, because understand, this is not just a question of the mayor's character. This is also a question about electability. We are not going to beat Donald Trump with a man who has who knows how many non-disclosure agreements and the drip, drip, drip of stories of women saying they have been harassed okay. and discriminated against. That's not what we do as Democrats. Mr. Vice President. What do you think of Bloomberg's response there? And you heard the audience reaction to it, Ryan. Well, what what Warren did so effectively is draw him into this conversation. And frankly, she got him to do what all the debate coaches say not to do, which is don't answer the question. Don't uh, allow her to control the conversation. Now, to his credit, he did answer the question. <laughs> that's, you know, that from a transparency perspective, that's good. But she was so effective in 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 making him respond. And he frankly, um, you know, as you as you heard from the crowd response, he did not 
respond in a way that I think most Democratic primary voters would uh, would, would would cheer. He 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 was uh, defensive. Um, he didn't seem to understand the um, the gravity of what she was getting at here and how uh, you know why people would be offended by the NDAs. Um, he's not really good at expressing uh, uh, remorse and. He, you know, he, he he didn't do himself any favors on on uh, this issue of the complaints at Bloomberg. He needs a, a clear um, explanation for what happened, how he responded, and what, if anything, he can do now uh, to to sort of make that issue more palatable uh, to Democrats. She just completely filleted him in that exchange. Yeah, I'll tell you, as somebody who uh, started my journalism career uh, covering the 2001 mayoral campaign of Michael Bloomberg and then covering him in City Hall for a little bit, um, there are fewer thin-skinned politicians that I have uh, covered. And I think some of that... uh, was very much on display. Uh, I mean, I you you're right. You the just gave the textbook about. I mean, the eye roll. He yeah, just, that came in this exchange somewhere. The, yeah, the notion of him being questioned about this is so offensive to him, uh, and it and I thought that was not a particularly good look for him. Uh, the, as you said, the answer is so discordant with where the Democratic primary electorate is. But here's my big question now, Ryan: Does it matter? Like, you know, that's what I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. it is clear Bloomberg had a disastrous performance yeah. last night. Yeah. I, any objective uh, review of his performance has to call it disastrous, I, I would think. And yet that doesn't necessarily mean it knocks him out of contention. I don't know. Or does it? I don't know. Absolutely. And I was talking to a lot of the, the, the campaign staffers last night after the debate and everyone, you know, nobody knew where this was going because we're in this weird political science experiment where someone spends $400 million in ads. You know, maybe he was on the phone after, after the debate with Howard Wolfson saying, all right, double it, Howard. <laughs> we, um, how much does, you know, negative earned media matter when you're running uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in ads? We're going we're gonna to learn. We're also going to learn about Elizabeth Warren's strategy here. She and her campaign, as, we, as anyone who covers this campaign closely knows, they have been adamant for a year um, about, going, about not going negative. They, you know, few reasons for it. There's there's good research that women suffer more when they go negative because of uh, sexism in the, in the electorate. And just in general, uh, male or female, when you go negative, it's never really clear if you're going to be the beneficiary of the person you, you're taken down or one of your opponents uh, will be. So a bit of a gamble for, for Warren last night in being so... Um, you know, just like a a, a, a sprinkler of attacks on everyone on on stage. And, you know, from a political theater perspective, it's, you know, a lot of popcorn moments. It was a lot of fun to watch, um, but a bit of a gamble, um, you know, according to her own campaign, uh, uh, what, what they've been saying uh, f- for a year. Um, also, I would just say it was unclear to me because of how much fire she trained on Michael Bloomberg uh, that whether or not she sees her path back to taking Bernie Sanders. Part of Bernie Sanders' strength in this race right now is the consolidation of the left, right? And he he clearly brought some people who were open to Warren or supporting Warren in the in 2019 to his side when the voting began. And that's a huge part of where he is right now. And I don't know. So what she accomplished last night in terms of Bloomberg, is that 
Is that what she needs to do to actually get back into contention for the nomination? In, right, because there's, you know, there are a, there are several steps here. That's why the, that's why Bernie is the beneficiary of all this because it's like okay. You know, before Bloomberg got in the race and before he actually started rising in the polls, the non-Bernie candidates had, you know, had some issues. Right. So now they've got this other, you know, you know, 900 pound gorilla <laughs> that they've got to take care of. But but say but say say it worked. Say Bloomberg today. Uh, it's over for him. Right. Mission accomplished. Um, and, the, the, you know, the, the Democrats who were skeptical of, uh, of, of Bernie and weren't sure about any of the uh, other uh, people on that stage last night were like, all right, that Bloomberg thing. I saw the real Bloomberg not happening. It's still a bit of a cluster, you know what, among the among the rest of them. Definitely. And so step one, get Bloomberg out of the way. Maybe that's been accomplished. Step two is if you're Elizabeth Warren, you've got to come in at least second in in Nevada. I don't know how a third place finish gets you a whole lot in in Nevada. Um, I mean, it seemed to me that Buttigieg understood yeah, it seemed to me yes. he went yeah. more at Sanders than most of the other folks. Uh, and and he was trying to uh, t- at least put a plan in place where he is making the case. I, I think he said, guys, you're going to wake up on super the day after Super Tuesday and Bernie Sanders may be uh, a totally unstoppable force in this nomination race. So he kind of understands where the dynamic is in the race. But you're right. It is still a muddle, which is why he when he got into this battle with Amy Klobuchar, I, I don't know. I thought Buttigieg was having a successful debate until the moment he decided to go small on attacking Klobuchar for forgetting the Mexican president's name. Um, and I want you to just hear a little bit of their exchange. But you're staking your candidacy on your Washington experience. You're on the committee that oversees border security. You're on the committee that does trade. You're literally in uh, part of the committee that's overseeing these things. And we're not able to speak to literally the first thing about the politics of the country you, to ourselves. Are you trying to say that I'm dumb or are you mocking me here, Pete? I'm I saying that you shouldn't trivialize I made that an error. People sometimes forget names. What is so interesting to me, Ryan, here yeah. is that um, what I thought was so successful for Amy Klobuchar in the New Hampshire debate uh, was her role as the happy warrior. Yeah. Yeah. And last night she was only the pissed off warrior. Yeah. So like it was yeah. a different uh, version of that. I don't know that uh, she came out looking great in this exchange, but yeah. I don't think it worked for Pete Buttigieg either. I think the two of them looked um, small. Yeah, and th- look, they, this is the this is the the dilemma they're in when they're in this multi front battle where you've got Bloomberg looming on Super Tuesday. Got to do something about him. You've got Bernie as the front runner. He might win Nevada and South Carolina, and, and then the whole thing's over. Got to do something about him. <laughs> but then, if you're Buttigieg or Klobuchar, you've also got Biden, Warren, a- a- Amy, and, and Pete all trying, you know, all fighting, and so. That is the you know that, that that is a difficult dilemma. I agree with you that that Buddha judge grappled with that complicated chess uh, best, with the exception of getting into this kind of like trench. You know, you get sort of you know got down in, in the muck with, with Klobuchar, kind of a sideshow from what he's trying to accomplish. I think the clip you played at the top, where Buddha judge had his main kind of like 
you know, theory of the of the case. Burn down the house or buy out the party. Exactly. I'm the you know, you don't want to go with those two extremes. You know, I'm your guy. That's a nice way to frame it uh, for for voters who are having a lot of trouble uh, with with this difficult choice. And this is what he's been. I mean, this is what he closed in New Hampshire on when he got that very close uh, second place showing in New Hampshire uh, about this notion of most people don't see themselves in this picture of uh, what. Uh, at that point, it was just a Sanders argument, basically, of what Sanders was presenting that either you are a revolutionary or you're just for the status quo. That was his sort of closing argument. You need to now that with Bloomberg in the picture, he adds most people don't see themselves either in just pouring hundreds of millions of dollars or just wanting to be a revolutionary and take down the party. You know, and as we're breaking this down and thinking this through, you know, would it be shocking if in the end Judge was the main beneficiary from last night's dust up? Right. If if we if, if Bloomberg really suffers something from from the, you know, just the the number of attacks and how poorly he handled them. If Warren doesn't get isn't the beneficiary of that because she's on the attack the whole night, she's not making a, a positive case for herself as much. All right. Who's left on that stage? Well, how about Joe Biden? What do you think? Could he benefit he, you know, from, he, he from could, a Bloomberg fall? He could, Of course he could. But uh, just purely from, you know. These debates have mattered, and the debates right before the contests have really mattered. Though we should note here, it could be that 65% of the electorate already voted here That's in Nevada true, early, early before the debate last night. That's but, right. But yes. And as you know, as you pointed out, uh, I'm sure I learned this fact from you, uh, 53% of New Hampshire voters made up their mind in the final days. So, you know, it's kind of a that's a very revealing statistic, a year of campaigning <laughs> and more than half the electorate is waking up that weekend and and, and basically seeing who's looking good at a, a, on the debate or in the news and, 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 and choosing them. So um, you could see, you know, you could so you could see an argument for another Buddha judge uh, uh, mini, you know, closing strong as he has in the last two contests. But early voting is a, is, is a little bit of a problem there. Um, just to fit, yes, wrap it up ahead, on Biden, please. you know, Biden felt a little felt like he was a little lost last night in the in, in the in the jumble. There were a few moments where there was a lot of crosstalk and he was trying to get a point in like, hey, remember me? I know everyone in Latin America. And, you know, he, he, he faded a little bit. It was hard for him to stand out the way that he had previously when he was the front runner and he was the center of attention. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he did. But again, because Warren was so strong, he was sort of Warren's backup singer uh, to take on Bloomberg in several uh, yes. cases. Yes. He, he had a stop and frisk prepared yes. line and he delivered it. Yep. But she had already gotten there or Sanders had already gotten there. You know, he just wasn't uh, the leader of the attack in that way. But I do wonder that question of is it possible that he is a beneficiary of. Uh, uh, of a of a Bloomberg demise, if indeed that occurs, and again, yeah. I, as you said, it's a wonderful political science experiment. I don't think we know. <laughs> um, does that? What if he comes in second place here? What if he? Yeah. Is, is there some Biden rebound story that emerges? Absolutely. There, it, 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 it's a two step process. It's second place in Nevada, where you know this is a tough state to poll, but um, that's what the you know the polling shows that he's got a, a shot at second place here. I think that will be a story on on Saturday and Sunday if if he if he gets second place because expectations are set for for um, for Bernie winning here, um, and then he has to win South Carolina. Yeah. I don't think there's any way around that. There's nothing else that happens in South Carolina except for a win for Joe Biden, and then he's back in it because there's still. There's enough doubt in the Democratic Party about Bernie Sanders that an alternative to him 
people people want an alternative to him. The the media wants it. Democratic elites want it. The voters want it. Because, you know, he, Bernie's not consolidating uh, the, the Democratic vote. So someone's going to play that role. Yes. Um, and if we if you I'm know, listening wh- to you though, Ryan, I'm thinking, wow, that sounds like the Trump 2016 race. In many oh, 100 percent. Right? Like, it's oh, just like look, it's like the media wanted the establishment yeah. wanted all these factors wanted. But you know what? The pluralities that were, he was getting was enough. A hundred percent. And, you know, that could happen here for Bernie Sanders. Absolutely. We probably are watching a replay of that with <laughs> Bernie Sanders as the as the likely nominee. But not definitely. Exactly. And, you know, may, one scenario is maybe last night was a bit of a murder suicide with Warren and Bloomberg. And then one of those other four people, four people uh, on stage um, can can uh, emerge out of the out of the uh, aftermath of that. The one thing and I, I could make a case for, you know, I could make a case for Buttigieg. I could make a case for Biden being that person. Um, Klobuchar, I think, is, a t- you know, it's t- tougher for her because Nevada and South Carolina are tough states for her. They are. Uh, they're going to be big tests for her, uh, as they are for Buttigieg as well, about the, the non-white electorate and, and what kind of inroads can be made there. Uh, I do want the one thing about why I think Sanders emerges as the big winner in last night's debate is because of this front runner status. Yeah. And I don't think anyone really laid a glum on him. No. The, the the attacks that he took are the ones he's been taking his entire life. Right. Yes. Like the socialist label, the Medicare for all is not paid for. I, that has been what they have been going after Bernie Sanders at for years. And he's still the leader. He's in the driver's seat of this nomination race. Despite all that, this was. Uh, because he had Bloomberg on the stage, he had a foil yep. in this core message. I just want you to hear his sort of defense of of how socialism should be thought of in this race. We are living in many ways in a socialist society right now. Problem is, as Dr. Martin Luther King reminded us, we have socialism for the very rich, rugged individualism for the poor. Is that an <laughs> argument that voters are going to buy? It's, it, it, you know, the, the, it's a sort of high concept argument because he didn't follow up and explain what he meant about socialism for the rich, about how, uh, you know, if you're if you're rich and, and you fail, uh, the government comes uh, and, and rescues rescues you. If you're if you're poor, you're sort of on, on your own and screwed if, if something happens that, you know, it needs a couple more sentences to explain what he means by that. But. Voters that are attracted to Sanders tend to be younger. They did not grow up with the drama of the Cold War. They don't view socialism as a word or a concept as a scary thing. And, you know, he it's an amazing thing. He's almost 80 years old and he survived like several historical cycles where socialism is, is socialism is back in vogue for a certain de- generation of Democrats. Um, and he's, you know, he's still championing it the same way he did when he was uh, in his 20s. Um, so I, I think, you know, the Democratic Party is divided on this issue of socialism, but there are enough voters who just don't find it as threatening as it once was. Um, I, you know, we, there's a lot of conversation about Bernie not consolidating, not hitting 50 percent, um, as you pointed out, similar with with Trump. You know, in a one-on-one race with Hillary Clinton, it was well, it was basically 55-45, yeah, right? It so was close. He, he came close. So you get the rest of those people off the stage. It's not going to be 75-25, right? Joe Biden or people to judge is not suddenly going to consolidate all the non-Bernie votes. Correct. That's not how it works. We, we, we saw that in 2016. Um, so... He is in um, a fairly commanding place. There's a lot of oppo, frankly, of the kind that Warren threw at Bloomberg that you could dig up about Bernie Sanders. Right. If you wanted to go really negative, there's plenty of stuff out there. Um, nobody's doing that yet, which is which is also sort of sort of interesting. And we'll see we'll see if that comes. Um, 
And, you know, the Joe Biden alluded to that in his post-debate interview uh, on NBC. He said, you know, uh, he has not been vetted at this level uh, and that it is uh, he's going to start getting vetted in ways he never has before. Now, I don't know if Joe Biden is then ready to, like, back that up with uh, the kinds of uh, new. This is what yeah. I, but it needs to be new. You have to, yeah. you have to teach yeah. the people something new and negative about Bernie Sanders if you want to try and take him down. Uh, because yeah. just repeating the. The claims uh, on the cost of his plans or his socialism, that that's not new information for voters. You know, and there's plenty more. There's plenty of other parts of his agenda that, you know, I've heard lots of smart Democrats complain about and gripe about. But there's something about the Democratic establishment that is so similar to the Republican establishment, as you pointed out in 2016, where they're afraid. They're afraid to go after him in a way that they uh, in the way that they do privately. Um, and we saw what happens when you're you're afraid to take down the front runner. They win. <laughs> but, but, you know, look, it, and um, I thought the final question, one of the final questions from from our friend Chuck Todd uh, last night about delegates yeah. and what will you do at the convention was the perhaps the most important question of the night. And of course, it was Bernie Sanders who wants to just say, Whoever walks in with most delegates, plurality, doesn't have to be a majority. That person should be the nominee. Everyone else said, why don't we let the process play out and let's do this according to the rules? Exactly. Because there is a there's a decent chance that he may that he will not be able to secure a majority uh, of delegates before the convention. And I think his opponents, they, they, they need to start conditioning Democrats to understand that here's how a convention works. Here's what delegates mean. Just because you have a plurality doesn't mean you're the nominee. You have to secure a majority. We we should note when Hillary Clinton secured a majority of delegates in 2016, Bernie Sanders did not think that was the time to sort of walk away and exactly thought, let's try to flip some superdelegates and get to the convention and make this happen. Exactly. He's in an entirely different place now. Yeah. And I mean, that's so that that's going to be, you know, assuming he doesn't run away with this, which is still a possibility. Um, that's that's the debate we're going to be having into the spring. From your mouth to God's ears, Ryan Lizzo. That is our <laughs> political reporter's dream. Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Really Thanks, appreciate David. it. As always, we're grateful to our listeners. Please subscribe to The Daily DC on your favorite podcast app. While you're there, consider leaving a rating or a comment. It helps people find the show. And if you want to tweet about the podcast, please do so using the hashtag TheDailyDC. We'll see you tomorrow. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.